Thanks for listening to our podcast. The title sponsor of our podcast is Peterson Toyota, who is the largest dealership in Northern Colorado, and they've been doing it for 50 years. Peterson's staff is top-notch. They put your needs first, and they have the best selection at the best prices. Their staff will help you find the car or truck that is right for you. Keep an eye out for the 2022 Toyota Tundra, which rumor has it may be unveiled in late September. There have been a few small leaks online showing the cool new interior. It's going to be awesome. So if you're in the market for a truck or any new or used vehicle, give Peterson Toyota first shot of your business. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Ram Nation Radio. It is good to be back. We've been out for a couple months, vacations, golf tournaments, family, uh, just enjoying the summer. But now we are getting back into the swing of things. We're only a month away from kickoff. That is super exciting. Lots of crazy stuff has happened since our last episode. Primarily, what could be the breakup of the Big 12 as Texas and Oklahoma are set to head to the SEC by 2025 and maybe sooner if they can come to a settlement with the with the Big 12 conference before that. Uh, and that has led to a lot of speculation and scenarios that would greatly change the college football landscape, possibly. And we've also seen another major shift. We've got the NIL, which went into effect in the past month. It's allowed uh, college student athletes to benefit monetarily off their name, image, and likeness. These are a couple huge things that could impact CSU greatly. Um, Mike and I can speculate all we want about how this is going to impact us. And, uh, but today we get to ask CSU Athletic Director Joe Parker his opinion on how these things will affect CSU as he joins us for his monthly look in the athletic department. So uh, it should be a great conversation. Before we bring Joe in, let me encourage you to stop into the Cash Restaurant at Ginger and Baker. It's now open Wednesday through Saturday. You can grab a craft cocktail or a tall pour from their award-winning wine list, which just recently has earned Wine Spectator's Award of Excellence for the fourth year in a row. Then you can enjoy delicious apps, hand-cut Colorado steaks, chops, fresh fish, including the pan-seared halibut with summer pea risotto. Just great options there on the menu. You can also stop by the spectacular rooftop. Man, I love that place. Uh, the cafe where they have live and local music every Thursday on the patio. Or you can take a cooking class in their world-class teaching kitchen. Ginger Graham has a very special thing going on at Ginger and Baker. Stop on in to my favorite restaurant in all of Fort Collins. All right, CSU Athletic Director Joe Parker is on with us today. Joe, thanks for joining us. How's your summer been? It's hard to believe that we're nearing the end and football is on the horizon. Uh, guys, summer is over for us. August 1st is usually when we mark it, you know, stick a fork in it. We're done. Um, all the personal vacation time is finished. So, you know, we've got teams returning to campus, teams entering into camp. So um, I'm glad you got some summer left, but we're finished. So, but it is nice to see you both. Yeah, you as well. What changes now with uh, with your staff as, as football starts this week, right? we got camp starting this week. Yeah, Thursday. Thursday. So. Uh, soccer, they got started uh, uh, on Monday um, with, I think, team meetings. I think they practice in the afternoon as well. So, yeah, we, we, we actually – we kind of called everyone back. Uh, Circle June 1st is a day that we expected everyone to be in person again. And so we've been, you know, normalized operations since June 1st and it's felt really good. And as we're running into the academic year now, it feels even better. You know, we're energized about what's ahead and 
getting all of our students back and getting the academic year launched and, you know, beginning to compete. So we're, we're really excited about it. Well, lots of good stuff to talk about today. We'll see how much you are wanting to talk about some of it. Ticket sales for football, how are they looking? Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, it's obviously it's, it's a different year just because we aren't coming off a, a true, you know, football season from 2020. So, you know, you look back to 19 and, and uh, I think our renewal numbers from 19 were about 83, 84%. Um, you know, probably shouldn't quote me on that because I, I don't have a spreadsheet in front of me necessarily. But obviously, a lot of that was people that had, um, you know, renewed tickets in 20, left their money in place, and now we're counting them as renewals, you know, for the 21 season. Um, new season ticket sales are, are lagging, you know, a little bit from where I'd love to see them, but we're at about, I think, 400 new season ticket sales. Premium areas are in pretty good shape with outdoor club uh, suites, I think, are fully subscribed. Loge boxes, there's probably a few left. If you met with David's team, you could probably still get one, Joel or Mike, if you're interested in a Loge box. Um, and, I like being uh, down in the action, Joe. <laughs> well, you're, you're kind of in the action. That's the beauty of the Loge. You know, you're, you're outside, but you got your own space. You can pace around if you're a walker and a pacer. So, uh, but, but uh, yeah, so, you know, you can always do more, right? And um, I think, you know, uh, New Belgium Porch will be, you know, fully subscribed. It always is. That's a great place. Fans really enjoy that. And I think that's recognized as kind of a signature feature of the stadium and, and OCR, uh, the, the, the field club will be, I think, in pretty good shape as well. Uh, but, but, you know, we, we would love to be talking to as many people as possible that want to get involved. You know, we've got the home opening game on September 3rd against, uh, you know, a, a really high performing FCS program with San Diego or rather, sorry, South Dakota State. Um, and that'll be a Fox sports one broadcast. So that's, that's huge. You know, and we want, we want, uh, to present ourselves well and have a full stadium on that game if possible. You know, and we talked before about the fact that we've got two classes of students that'll be on campus that have never attended a live sporting event. So we're really trying to work with the entire university to communicate, you know, to our students, the energy and the excitement and importance of being a part of the game day experience. CSU is going paperless this year with our tickets. What's that process going to be like? Is it going to be an app that we download or is it going to be something we, uh, we download the individual tickets to like Google Pay or Apple Wallet? Yeah, so so the, the interface is not an app, but you would go to on your mobile device or, or your home computer. But your mobile device is probably the easiest place to get it where you can actually then use it at the stadium. So you would open a web browser, you go to csurams.com, you would uh, find the link that leads you to tickets, um, find the link that leads you to your, your account login, you would use your username and password, and then once you're in, it's really, really easy. I mean, it, it, it uh, presents a list of event dates that you have tickets for, and you open up that event date, and then it gives you an opportunity to download uh, the ticket into your Apple wallet. If you got an iPhone, if you're on Android device, then it gives you the opportunity to download it to the Android device. And then, um, you know, then it, it has capabilities to transfer the tickets. Um, it, you know, at that, at that first moment, you can transfer to someone who's going to use them. If it's, you know, someone in your, old your own household or a friend, now they'll, they'll have to create an account themselves. So they'll have to, you know, have a username and, uh, 
password, and then they'd go through the same process. But when you, it, it, it's pretty slick. When you transfer the ticket, it notifies that person via text or email, and then they can link right into, you know, a, a, a sign-in page to, to use an existing account that they have or create a new one. Um, we, we've really been working hard at the educational pieces of it. So there's good tutorials online. There's, um, you know, good infographics to kind of get you through the process. There's a, 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 a YouTube um, tutorial. And then the, the tickets office staff has hosted a couple information sessions. We did one last Saturday at the movie night at the stadium and had a fairly good attendance of people. And this is for everything. It's not just Canvas. It's it's Moby. So it's for men and women's basketball and volleyball. So right now we're trying to educate football season ticket holders, football ticket holders, and uh, the same for volleyball as well. Um, and, and we'll you know we'll keep going. I mean, everyone should. They you know we've already downloaded tickets into accounts. So it's you know I think the the, the logins have been pretty good. Most people have created an account, which is kind of the first step, and then. And then for those that haven't actually downloaded their tickets, eventually we'll we'll make calls out to them and see if there's have any issues or problems. But you know the Rockies, uh, the Nuggets, the Avalanche. I think almost you know CU. I think every I think even Air Force now. Every, everyone is now transitioned to mobile tickets. So if you haven't encountered it yet, you're you're going to be faced uh, with encountering it if you want to attend a sporting event in the state of Colorado. Pretty much. Super easy. I just was messing with it yesterday and clicked a button and came on my phone. I added it to my wallet. So the South Dakota state tickets are already in my wallet. So that's awesome. That's yeah. good. And, and, you know, for us, it's, it's great now, you know, I mean, when, when it becomes kind of the routine experience as you transfer tickets to someone who's been a, you know, an unknown to us, you know, now we have collected information about that person and we can suggest to them through, you know, marketing, um, you know, initiatives that, that maybe they should consider being a ticket holder themselves, you know, whether it's a season ticket or a mini pack or mini plan or, or uh, you know, individual games. So it, it broadens our ability to, you know, hit a target market that has a, some level of interest in CSU athletics. I sort of don't even want to ask this because I'd like to bury my head in the sand, but with this, how, how closely are you watching this Delta variant and the, the trends with that and, still going full steam ahead on full capacity any thoughts on mask mandates or do you just follow strictly what the state tells us to do and try county health and yeah we're we're, we're going to do what we're told to do right but you know i mean I, I i what i hope is that people you that are unvaccinated use this moment in time to to make an informed decision for themselves that really helps protect the broader community you know i mean i think we're reaching a point now where where, uh, you know, it's becoming quite obvious, you know, the Delta variant is more transmittable and really the people that are most impacted are on the unvaccinated. So I think if, you know, you, you can you can have political viewpoints and everything else, but if you're really truly interested in protecting yourself and others, go get the jab and get it over with and, and live a much safer life. Piggybacking off of that, Aggie Theater has implemented um, having to have a vaccination card for entry into any shows there. I know the California schools have done it as, as well as I think the whole state in regards to uh, major shows and uh, concerts. Is this something that's being talked about at CSU? Is this something that you're waiting to hear more from, uh, 
from the health department in uh, Northern Colorado? Uh, you know, I, Mike, I guess, you know, we're, we're always going to monitor and try and absorb, you know, information and, and, you know, adopt best practices when it's, when it makes sense for us. But I will tell you, we've had no discussions about, you know, a vaccine passport or validating, you know, game attendees are vaccinated. Um, you know, we just hope that people, you know, if, if, if there is a mask mandate for unvaccinated, you know, we, you know, it's the honor system, you know, either you're going to be a person of integrity and do what's right to protect others. If you don't feel comfortable getting vaccinated, you still want to attend games, but no, there's been no conversation about trying to, you know, define that and understand who is and who isn't, and then make decisions on admittance for events. Are there any changes related to, to that um, distancing or anything at the stadium? Um, as one part of this question, or any changes in general to the game day experience, um, just in general? Uh, I, you know, I, I, I don't see any right now, any significant impacts to the way that we'll manage game day, um, you know, related to COVID or otherwise. You know, we're, we're kind of dusting off the playbook that was used the first three seasons where we could have fans in the stadium and try and trying to recall all the things that worked and, and remember all the bad moments that created, um, you know, challenging experiences for fans and for ourselves. And we were trying to address those things. So, um, you know, I, I, I'll be honest and transparent. And I, I think people will understand that, you know, the, the labor market's a little bit different than it was in 2019. Um, you know, you, you see a lot of your favorite restaurants are having trouble getting staff, getting, getting staffed up to, you know, kind of full capacity numbers. So that's, that's been a, a, a back of mind concern for me um, with, you know, our, our, uh, our partner landmark that helps us with event security and, and kind of crowd management. Um, you know, we, we strive for a particular number to make sure that we're monitoring gates and security and all those things. And same goes for Spectra, our concessionaire, you know, we, our, our goal is to have everything fully functioning and, and ready for 100% capacity. But but, uh, you know, we still got a month to go or a little less than a month to go for football to really see exactly how the labor market responds to the opportunities that we offer for, for game day employment. So any word on homecoming uh, game time? Is that something that it'll be in that 10-day window according to our television partners? Or is it something yeah. that we're just trying to figure out with the Mountain West right now? Yeah, haven't haven't heard anything yet, Mike. And it's it's probably just by virtue of it being a conference game, and and you know, even though San Jose is a defending conference champs, you know, they don't they they aren't typically a school that that would, you know, help drive you know a, a, a an early window selection for television. So we'll just it's a TVA. We'll wait and see. But like with all things, you know, we want to get information out as soon as we have it, so that people can plan accordingly. Hey, the uh... The unveiling of the Aggie gear for this year was exciting. I mean, those helmets are super cool. What What is the process around creating those? Do you guys have a committee? Do you do some of those design ideas internally and then present it to Under Armour? Or do you just let them run with it? Um, how does that work? Uh, you know, a lot, lot of it comes, you know, there, there is a collaboration. I'd say the, the, the genesis of all concepts kind of comes certainly from us first. We've got a really high performing, in my opinion, uh, creative services team. Um, Joe Cooper is, is a really remarkable uh, designer and, you know, you know, a lot of collaborative discussions within the marketing team overall. And then, 
Joe will typically kind of, along with, you know, football and the equipment room, you know, he'll, he'll synthesize ideas and kind of create, create a few concepts for evaluation and review. And then we start settling on, on something that everyone feels comfortable with and including the football staff and, and coach Adazio and, and then, and then we typically go to Under Armour with it, you know, well, not so much in the helmet design. You know, I mean, we don't really collaborate too much with them, but then it gives them the opportunity then to, uh, you know, build, build uniform schemes off of that. Uh, but, you know, I don't know if you, it, you, I think a part of what you're talking about is, is the uh, orange out t-shirt for Ag Day. You know, I, I think that was a really simple, eloquent design that, you know, that I think most people would feel very comfortable wearing and, and kind of fits into the, the fashion realm of game day and kind of representing your university. And uh, that, that's sold out at retail already. So we're yeah, trying right. to get, you know, orders in to, to get it uh, ready to go as we approach, you know, game day itself. But that, there was a great market response to that. Yeah. Well, the helmet design itself was, was really cool. Can't wait to see that. Yeah in person. Um, any other surprises with uniforms this year, state pride changes, anything like that? No, um, no, no, no. Nothing no. you want to say or no? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, all right. So a uh, couple other minor changes to the college football landscape have hit since we last talked. I guess we'll start with the uh, NIL, which allows student athletes to benefit off their name, image, and likeness. We're only about a month into it, but how have you guys been handling this? What does CSU athletics do to assist the student athletes in, uh, in those opportunities and monitoring and the, how that whole process works? Yeah. Great, great, great question. I knew we'd, that'd be one of the, uh, discuss, you know, line items for discussion today. So appreciate you bringing it up. Um, you know, we're, we're excited for our students. I mean, that's that's something that we've been uh, communicating to them since, you know, it started to kind of build towards a new reality. Um, you know, it's been intensively, I think, under discussion for, you know, three to five years. And then, you know, since we've been inside that three-year mark leading up to July 1st, um, you know, it's just kind of been building. There's been uh, a lot of uh, business models that have been developed around helping departments and student athletes kind of navigate this new space with uh, companies that have uh, they're focused on really a few things one is um, helping the student athletes understand you know brand building and some of the tools that they may need if they want to kind of jump jump into the space um, there, it, there's also um, really good education that comes through these third-party vendors to try and understand NIL as we know it at this moment in time. And then they also have served um, as kind of an archivist for reporting um, you know, activity in this space. And those are all things that we're very interested in. And those are all things that, that universities are permissible. You know, the, the, you know, here in Colorado, we're operating under, of course, the NCAA's interim policies on name, image, and likeness, which were really simple and fairly non-restrictive. And then our own state legislature has uh, implemented a law around name, image, and likeness that we, we you know, that, that was approved or rather um, uh, voted in for implementation on January of 2023. But with the NCAA's uh, interim policies hitting July 1st, the state legislature and the governor's office accelerated that. So, so both um, were initiated on July 1st. 
and, and both are very consistent. They provide for the opportunity for a student athlete to monetize their name, image, and likeness. So, but in every occasion, they must, there must be a quid pro quo. So they need to do something to get something. So if they're, you know, if it's an endorsement, you know, a camp or clinic they're operating, if they're a social media influencer, you know, they need to do postings on behalf of, you know, whatever entity that they're representing. Um, so those are things that are consistent between the NCAA and, and the state law. Um, the one kind of differentiation point with uh, the NCAA interim legislation and the state law is the state law requires that students report any NLI activity um, within 72 hours or before their first contest, whichever is first. So that there is a reporting obligation that, that doesn't necessarily exist within the NCAA. The NCAA just kind of, I think, allowed, you know, institutions to sort of decide. So, so I think from my perspective, that was really a nice thing for uh, the state legislator to think about and, and provide to us. And so what have we done thus far? We've, we've educated our students to the, the new rules. You know, the messaging to them is, hey, this is great. This is wonderful. You know, what this permits you to do is be the CEO of a business enterprise that you, that you construct around your name, image, and likeness. So, you know, you're responsible for all the things that would be related to that. You know, you've got to go find, you know, the businesses that may in fact want to work with you. You've got to negotiate, you know, what those um, relationships look like. You've got to you've got to do all the fulfillment on your part in order to you know do that quick quick pro quo piece, um, <clears throat> and then you know also reminding them, which we tell them all the time, is you know you're the person that's ultimately responsible for your eligibility. So this is a a brave new world. There's no precedent right now for us to refer to to really help provide that type of guidance to them. So you know we we've told them we we can't provide legal advice to you. Um, you know, you, if you feel like you need legal advice, you need to, you know, seek someone outside uh, uh, the athletic department for certain. They can go to student legal services here on campus because they pay a fee like every other student to, to get some baseline legal advice. So I think some of our, our, our students have done just that. Um, the other thing to keep in mind, too, is, um, you know, CSU has been in existence for over 150 years. We've, we've built a brand ourselves about who we are. We've got marks that express, you know, who we are, whether it be the Ramshead logo that's behind you, Joel, or on the posters, the schedule posters that are behind Mike right now. And, uh, you know, the university has, has built the equity in those, in those marks. And so, like, any other business entity that would be interested in using those marks to, to market their offering, they would have to compensate the institution for the use of those marks. So there's a whole infrastructure in place with the collegiate licensing company that we partner with to license the use of our marks, whether someone wants to put it on apparel or marking collateral. So that, that's been a part of the education to our students too. You know, there's no prohibition around using the marks. The institution just has to be duly compensated for that. And if we tried to discount it or give it to them free, then all the other rules that are in the NCA manual still apply. We can't do preferential treatment. We can't give them an extra benefit. So, you know, that's been, a, you know, a, a good learning moment for all of us. Um, now, if a student wants to, you know, if they've got their own social media platform and they're taking pictures of themselves or their teammate in their uniform or, you know, 
pre or post practice, pre or post game, you know, and they're just simply posting that, but there's no juxtaposition or, or, you know, they're not marketing a product with that image. That's great. That's brand building that we love to see them do. And we support that and, and, you know, use of marks, there's no prohibitions. You know, the other piece too, um, you know, if a student wanted to do a camper clinic and they thought it'd be great to use one of the CSU facilities, they can do that, but they have to pay, you know, market rates in order to rent the facility just as, as, you know, Mike, if you were going to do a soccer camp, you know, we'd expect you to compensate, you know, the university for the use of the facility and the, the setup cleanup costs that it takes our staff to prepare a facility and ready it for the next use. There's a lot of good benefits, obviously, but do you, when you, when I hear stories about the Alabama quarterback who hasn't even taken a snap as a starter yet, who's got upwards of a million in endorsements and then worse, like there's a donor who's got a business in Miami who's pledged a thousand dollars to every single, and I don't know what they have to do for that. If it's making public appearances or what, but basically said thousand dollars to every player on the football roster. It, it, this just seems like, um, it, there's some concerning <laughs> trends here. Is there, have you seen anything that concerns you or good stories, detriments? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think from what I've seen so far, you know, and, and so the, you know, you're not, you're not permitted, right. The university couldn't use this as a recruiting inducement, you know, our, our coaches or anyone associated with the university couldn't be encouraging a student to enroll here as a first time four-year student or, talking to someone who's in the transfer portal about all the great things are going to happen for you. If you come uh, to Fort Collins and, and uh, represent, you know, CSU as a student athlete here. So none of that is permitted. Now, of course, you know, is that going to be happening at, at places, you know, perhaps maybe more than perhaps maybe likely, um, but it, it shouldn't be. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not so certain a lot of the reporting is absolutely accurate. You know, that'll be the nice thing, you know, I mean, we're only 30 days in, you know, everyone is probably signed into one of these third party vendors that, um, you know, is kind of the repository of deals. And when a student reports, you know, they're reporting, you know, baseline information, you know, who's the deal with, what's the activity you're involved with, you know, what's your compensation, you know, you know, what's the term of the arrangement, those sorts of things. So, you know, once there's more activity, they'll be able to really begin to kind of characterize, you know, what's going on. But, you know, everyone, you know, you saw a bunch of kids sign up for bar, you know, the bar, barstool sports, you know, representative or I'm a barstool sports student athlete. I mean, literally all, all most students were getting was a t-shirt for doing that. So, you know, that, that's, I don't think that's what most people thought name, image, and likeness was going to mean. You know, everyone thought that it was going to be the Johnny Mansells and, and they'll be that, but they'll also be, you know, we're already seeing students that are saying, you know what, I'm pretty busy being a student and I'm pretty busy being an athlete and just trying to, you know, live, you know, an ordinary life outside those two obligations. You know what, I've already decided I'm going to keep the main thing, the main thing, you know, I, I I've got enough to cope with. And for me to, invest time and effort to try and create a business enterprise that, that, you know, comes with risks and rewards, you know, I'm just not up for it, you know? So uh, there's a lot of students that are just saying, you can sideline me in this space. I want to be the best student and the best athlete I can be. I don't want any distractions. And I'm, I'm hearing that from people, you know, at other places too, that, that, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's been built into this, you know, this, 
and, and again, glad that it's, you know, makes sense, you know, love the fact that students can do it. But I think, I think there's been a lot of misconceptions established by a lot of the media coverage leading up to it that'll get corrected over time just because, you know, it is what it is, right? I agree wholeheartedly. I think this is a, a positive thing. I don't think it's going to be this huge game-changing thing that a lot of fans think. But just going on the message boards, there's a lot of worry, us being part of the the group of five compared to the autonomous five, that there's going to be a huge shift in the landscape where kids are going to be entering the portal to try to go to Alabama to get those so-called big endorsements. Or we're going to start seeing teams like S- like what happened with SMU in the 80s where kids are driving Ferraris and, and – uh, and Lamborghinis and pulling up. Do you see that happening? Or, or I mean, you were just very calm and matter of fact on, on your answers earlier. Yeah, I, you know, I think anything's possible, Mike. You know, I mean, it, it, it is this brave new world. And, and um, you know, what, what happens with every decision we make is that there's, you know, accruing unintended consequences. And so, you know, I think everything that you just stated is, is a possibility. Um, you know, but it, it'll be hard to determine exactly what the impacts are. It, you know, it's going to be an ever-changing landscape for, I don't think just for a couple of years, but, you know, maybe up to five to 10, you know, as we adapt to it, understand it better. Um, but I, I think what you probably won't see is the NCAA jumping into this space to to do a lot of corrective action. You know, I think the NCAA and, you know, and that's us as a member institution, you know, um, that we're tired of the litigation. You know, it's every, every time we try and do something we think is, you know, in the interest of protecting, you know, fair play and the sport and the game, you know, it, it just, you know, a, a bunch of lawyers rally some students and there's a class action lawsuit that we're fighting through. And, and, you know, I think everyone's kind of done with that. So, so we're going to let the market kind of take control for a while. And if others feel compelled to, to correct what might be going on, you know, is that Congress? You know, I don't know. You know, if if Miami really gets that program off the ground with the support of what is effectively a booster, you know, I mean, that's not, I don't think, what NIL was intended for. Um, but, you know, I mean, that guy was pretty transparent. You know, he said, I'm tired of seeing Miami football, you know, getting beat. And and I think just to, for, for fact's sake, you know, I think he would – he, he was suggesting, and I think he's offered, I don't know how many people have accepted to do it, but he was going to give every scholarship player on the Miami football roster $500 a month. Um, and it committed to doing it for one year, you know, so, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, they'll, you know, it, it's going to, you know, but this is what everyone wanted and, and we're going to do our best to support our student athletes. Yeah, you hope that the spirit of what it's all about really takes hold rather than some of the dark side of things that could happen. And yeah, we're just yeah. at the, the infancy stage here. So, so who knows, but uh, I, I, I don't envy you being in this, this new era. It, it seems very, a very slippery slope. Uh, Big 12 mm-hmm. conference realignment, Texas and OU moving to the SEC in 2025 or maybe even sooner. Obviously, that could have some ripple effects across the entire college football world. 
and certainly potentially Mount West and CSU. So that, there's a million scenarios. I, I read them all. I love, it's kind of, I don't know, for some reason we're all into this. It's kind of really fascinating and we just can't absorb enough information about it. So we're on Twitter all the time. You're digging for articles, but have you thought about what would be the most ideal situation for Colorado state at the end of all of this shuffling? Is it a stronger mountain West? Is it somehow at all costs, make it to an autonomous uh, five conference where you can have the benefits of money. Have you looked at, you know, in your mind, what, what you would think would be the most ideal situation for CSU? Uh, I mean, it's, it, it's, you know, there again, it's, it's, it's early in this process. Um, you know, what I, what I've been trying to do is just understand as best as I can, you know, through the relationships that I have, which are, you know, have been earned over 30 years of being in intercollegiate athletics and, um, you know, just gathering information, having appropriate conversations, uh, you know, and, and I think the media reporting has been pretty good. You know, I, I feel like I'm two or three days ahead of what might, might be published information in almost every situation that's evolved in the last two and a half, three weeks. Uh, so, so, you know, I, I feel good that, you know, that trusted long-term relationships work, um, but trusted long-term relationships aren't necessarily going to get us to a finish line. However you want to define that finish line. I mean, they're going to evaluate on, on metrics and, and, you know, and, and then some of the, you know, there'll be tangible assessments and then sort of the more qualitative things, um, you know, and, and I think we've got a strong story to tell if that's, if that's, if we're invited to tell our story, right? I mean, I mean, what you see now from the remaining eight in the big 12 is, you know, that if, if they're going to go it as eight or go it as, you know, eight plus whatever, uh, you know, the world's going to be different for them without Oklahoma, Texas competing against them and enhancing, you know, the value of their content. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're staring down a potential new reality that, that will have significant impact on the way that they have budgeted their departments. Um, so, so they're, they're, uh, I don't think they've kind of turned their focus on, you know, let's grow with the group of five, you, you know, I think, you know, you saw what was reported just yesterday that, you know, now, now commissioner Bowlesby is in conversations with the PAC 12, you know, how, how long those last and, and what, you know, common ground is discovered is yet to be determined, but um, you know, it's, it's a hard situation for them. And uh, the one thing I'm reasonably confident is, is it, it, it will play out, um, you know, over maybe a little bit more extended timeline than people thought when the announcement first came out. You know, I, I think there's there's a, a lot of solidarity amongst the eight at this moment in time to to you know keep everything together because everything together maximizes the economics that remain within the four years that you know the Big Twelve has their current TV contract. Um, so, you know, I said a few things. Um, you know, that hopefully provides a little bit of insight. You know, we, you know, our position has always been, even in summer of 2016, you know, we're, we're, you know, proud members of the Mountain West. We're respectful of our peer group. 
you know, I see fans levying all kinds of criticism at, you know, who we are and who the league is. And, and uh, you know, I've got a ton of respect for Craig Thompson. He, he can only sell what we offer him to sell. Right. So, I mean, it's up to us to build high performing programs and, and beat people that, you know, make, you know, bring distinction to the league. Uh, but, but, you know, in fairness to us too, I mean, we're, you know, we're resourced in a different way than other places are. And I hope people understand that. And we're still going to work hard to excel at every level of play that we're a part of. Um, and, you know, I love who we are. I mean, institutions are about people in place. And I think we've got incredible people who work really hard to create a, a great experience for our students. I think we got really special students who work hard to represent the university and um, you know, everyone know everyone wants to live here in Fort Collins or most people, you know, if they they'd select it over the place they are living right now, because it's a wonderful place to be. So we're going to just keep working, working hard every day. And I'm going to keep my ear to the ground and listening carefully. And, you know, I guess what those that are listening, what can you do if you're not invested in CSU athletics right now, then, you know, uh, find the light and, you know, start buying tickets and being a part of it and helping us fill the stadium to enhance the story that we can tell to people and, and, and Moby arena too. So, and tune, if you can't do that, then tune your TVs and, and watch the Rams. All right. Well, I, I'm, I agree. I've said this a thousand times, but the Mountain West, I always have had an affinity for the Mountain West. And I think it's our, it should be our mission to enhance the Mountain West through our performance. But you also look at, what making one of the getting into one of those conferences would do for a, a oh, athletic department. Hey, right. Hey, you know, I want to make that clear. You know, I mean, I, I would, I would, you know, more resources would make a huge difference for, you know, whatever we're attempting to do. So, you know, I mean, I, I, uh, you know, I'm going to work hard every day to do the best thing, best I can for this place. And, and however you want to define that. One, one thing that commissioner Bowlesby said was I saw a quote that said they were, pleased that they were able to go through the previous process of evaluating expansion in 2016. So that's, that was kind of nice to hear that, that they've already kind of got probably their grades on the prospects that, that are out there right now, including us. Um, mm -hmm. Can you shed any light on, you know, feedback that we got during that process or what the process entailed? Were you in a room with all of the presidents of, of their uh, each member institution there and, and stating your case, or was it a document we shipped to them? What was that? How did I, that I, I think I'm fine to describe the process. You know, it's five years ago. So in, in a lot of ways, it's sort of ancient history. Um, but uh, the, the way that they operated was, you know, very thoughtful. It was very process driven. They, they said to every school that had an interest, you know, just simply submit, submit a letter of interest and you would be evaluated. And I think, you know, this is my recollection of numbers that were told to me, but I think there was 21 schools that submitted, you know, a letter of interest. And then all 21 were granted uh, a one hour teleconference, a meeting with um, a, a small collection of the staff. It was the commissioner, the uh, deputy commissioner and uh, their outside general counsel. And then on, I think every school side was uh, the president, the AD, and and then either in-house in or outside general counsel. And uh, so we participated at CSU did in a one hour one hour teleconference. And then they, they made a cut 
And I think that cut was from 21 to 11. Um, and the 11 were then offered an opportunity for an in-person interview that lasted two hours with the same group of people together and in person. And then, uh, and then the process stopped. It's, to, my, to my knowledge, they didn't take it any further than those 11 that, that were granted an in-person uh, interview. And, uh, and, then, and then they moved forward with their TV partners on a, a negotiated, uh, you, know, you know, new financials on, a, on their new championship game. Um, and uh, I think they removed that clause that provided for a pro rata share for up to four schools if they added four schools of, you know, you know, at that time, I think it was $25 million per school. So I, you know, they've, they've certainly, you know, they did the due diligence five years ago. You know, I think there's more information that we could use to refresh our story. And, and uh, you know, at the time it was, you know, a year before the, the stadium opened, you know, everyone that I bring through campus that I share the stadium with that's in intercollegiate athletics, they, they, you know, their assessment is we built one of the finest stadiums in America for college football. I would say we built the best stadium in America for college football. Um, it's still, it's still the newest of, of uh, all the FBS football stadiums. And it's, it's awesome in every measure, you know, but uh, it's not the biggest, you know, we're 36, five, but we don't need to be the biggest. And, uh, I don't think you're going to see anyone building big stadiums anymore. You know, most people are trying to contract what they have just because, you know, it makes it a, a higher demand ticket and a tougher ticket to get in some cases. So as part of that two hour presentation, did they provide any feedback to the schools? Like, it was a dialogue, right? So I, I think, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, I think, I think our strengths are, um, you know, our, our, certainly our demonstrated commitment to intercollegiate athletics with the investment that we made in the stadium. I think our strengths are uh, the, the, just the nature of the academy here, you know, academics and, and research look and feels like a lot of the schools that, that are at that A5 level, particularly other land grant schools. Um, and, you know, I think everyone recognizes, um, you know, just the, the, the destination experience that Colorado and Northern Colorado and, and Fort Collins offer, you know, I think that's, that's one of those intangible pieces, I think that, that really uh, weighs to our favor. Um, but, you know, you know, to be frank and candid again, you know, I, I think our, our analytics, you know, sometimes just don't stand up, you know, how many people are watching our games, um, you know, you know, local attendance is, isn't even that much important. You know, this is all driven by TV and, and, and uh, you know, what, what you bring to the table to help direct eyeballs to the conference content. Um, so, but, but, you know, I mean, it'd be great if we had more people in the stands. It'd be great if we had more people following us on social media. And it'd be absolutely wonderful if more people were watching us when we play on TV. But, you know, part of that, too, is, you know, just the nature of our scheduling, you know, so, uh, you know, you know, I mean, I'm not to diminish any one of us, you know, we're a member of the mountain West and we, we, we're, we're, we're the same dynamic, but, you know, if, if we were playing a different schedule, you know, I think our games, you know, viewing could be better if we were playing in different, 
broadcast windows, you know, that might enhance, you know, the number of people that are actually watching our games. So it's, you know, there's a ton of interplay that just, you know, you know, I'm, I'm sure someone that's, you know, a, 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 a analytics guru could probably articulate it much better than me, but um, you know, I mean, I, I'm proud of the story that we get to tell and I'm going to tell it to whoever's willing to listen. And, but at the same time, you know, we got to keep our focus on being successful within our peer group here in the mountain West and honor, honor our peer group in the mountain West and continue to be great partners to, to every school that, that we compete against. So does this potential shift uh, make the football performance more important over the next couple of years and, and the continued success that we're seeing in men's basketball, or is it going to be the analytics that you just uh, discussed? Um, you know, it's chicken and egg, right? You know, I mean, teams perform better. It probably enhances analytics. Um, so, you know, I, I, I've, you know, it's nice to see men's basketball, you know, kind of reviving and moving in the right direction. I'm confident in the leadership that we have with Nico. You know, he's first year was ninth in the league. You know, the second year was sixth. Last year was third. You know, we're all expecting, you know, a highly competitive team um, and uh, and great things from this season. And and you can see that, you know, it, it looks like we're built for, you know, a long lasting, you know, hopefully successful runs at being recognized in at least at minimum in the top three of the conference. Um, you know, last season for football, you know, we've had that discussion already, but you know, there's a lot of, a lot of enthusiasm within the program right now for who they believe they are and how they're going to play and represent the institution. And, and uh, you know, it, it'll be great to get a game or two under our belt and see how the team does respond in, in live competition and, Love to see the fan base get energized about what's ahead. You know, I mean, you know, C Coach Adazio has won two FBS national titles. I don't, do our fans even know that? Do they, you know, I mean, you know, they, they focus on time at Temple and time at Boston College, you know, but those are two of the most under-resourced programs in their peer group. And, you know, with both of those places, you know, he, he, he brought him into postseason play and, and in many ways overachieved. You know, he was so excited about coming here where we've made some really, you know, really aggressive decisions on how we're going to, you know, resource ourselves across all of our department. But, you know, the, the stadium is a difference maker, you know, when it comes to how you develop a team and, and attract talent and all those things. So, you want to throw a guess out there what you think might happen nationally over the next couple of years? Boy. Could it be like, uh, I mean, the Big 12 backfills with a couple teams. They merge with the Pac-12. Uh, three or four super conferences emerge. Uh, Big 12 joins I, the Mount West, something like that. I mean, yeah, any thoughts? I think, it, I think it's, 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 it's all the above. And how to define or handicap any one of those things is really, really <laughs> tough at this moment in time. You know, I, I know that the Big 12 will fight tooth and nail to not have to back it up at all, you know. So what does that mean? I think it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, hope, you know, I'm, I'm sure in their mind they're, they're hoping that there's positive outcomes from any discussions with the Pac-12 because that, that, you know, gives them a stronger toehold in that, in that uh, space where, you know, they, 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 you know, they can kind of retain or, um, you know, the value that they've had. 
Um, you know, I don't, I'm not sure there's a lot of momentum right now for other leagues to try and add just for the sake of adding, you know, just to get to a particular number. Um, but, but uh, you know, as I said, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pay attention to everything that I can learn from, you know, long-time relationships and, and be positioned for whatever conversations we need to have. Well, I appreciate all your candor, Joe, and your time as usual. I know we got to let you go here, but uh, super excited to have Ram Athletics back, locked and loaded for the Friday night opener. I told you I got my tickets already set in my my wallet. Um, I just got tickets to the Iowa game for uh, on the road, hoops tickets. So um, couldn't be more excited that that we got Ram Athletics back. Mike, you got anything else before we let them go? No, no, it's great catching up. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been. I'll do this. You, you want to increase the frequency? I know we took a, a didn't we, we took a month off. Did we take a month? We took a month. Yeah. I was yeah. out of town that week. So, uh, yeah, I mean, whatever you want to give us, Joe. Yeah. So, I mean, we can, let's keep the, at least this monthly rhythm, but if, you know, if things come up, you want to talk about, you know, just give Kyle and myself a call and we'll schedule time. Sounds great, Joe. Appreciate right, you. Guys. Okay. Go Rams. Go Rams. Go Rams. All right, before we let you go, let me encourage you to treat yourself to Mighty River Brewing Company. They have 15 beers on tap, including the Honey Lavender Belgian Saison. It's a great summer drink. And the Little Brookie Hazy Ale. It's their first ever low-calorie, low-carb brew. You can enjoy that and all the other beers for $5 on Mondays and Tuesdays. they got food trucks regularly throughout the week, music on the weekends. Stop in, say hi to Dan Miller, longtime Ram Nationer, longtime CSU fan. And don't forget to show Ram Nation on your phone. Get a dollar off your beers. Support these guys. They're great guys. Great business. Great beer. They got their third annual River Fest coming up in September uh, with live music, Oktoberfest, Mars and Lager, German food, good times. It's, it's going to be awesome. So we'll give you more details as we get closer. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Joe Parker and Associate AD of Communications, Kyle Neves, for helping set this up. As always, always good to talk about CSU Rams. Have a great rest of the week. And go Rams. <laughs>